When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. Today is Wednesday, February the 28th for you. Tonight we're recording Tuesday, February 27th. But anyways, we'll talk as though it's Wednesday. We'll try our our hardest to do that. It's pretty complicated, but we'll do it. We'll make sacrifices. Anyways, we have a fantastic show for you again today. We've uh, got a lot of recruiting questions to answer. We've got some how about yous. Auburn picked up a huge commitment um, on Monday. We'll talk about Mr. Devin Williams. Uh, and here to do it all with me, Mr. Cole Peace and Mr. Allen Head. How about you, Allen Head? How about you, Allen Head? It feels so good to call you Allen Head. It really does. I, I appreciate it. You know what? I had a little bit of identity crisis. We've been going by Jay Head for a while, but I figured, you know what? It's time to use my real name on the show. I appreciate you guys letting me do it. And um looking forward to the interaction on the board. I'm going to change my name on the board as well. So good, good. You guys are going to know who you're talking to from this point moving forward. Let, 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 let me give some backstory on this. I won't get into too many details, but when Alan first signed up for the message boards, he didn't sign up. His brother did. Yes. His brother, his name is? Jonathan. Jonathan Head. And he he picked the name Head 5487639 whatever the hell it is. And, of course, Alan took over his account and has been posting as – I mean, we've got some Frederick 90 stuff going on right here. We do. With you. A little bit, right? But the difference on mine is you had two poor college kids that were split in the same account there for a while trying to, you know, trying to make it honest, my man. So, I, I, yeah, What was the, the community scene when uh, O'Doo's sitting back and he goes, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. So, but, that's and this that's is, one of your – Go-tos. Yeah, that's one of my go-tos. <laughs> uh, that's that's definitely on my roster. No uh, doubt. But but that honestly, Alan, that's why I've been wanting uh, because you're not Jay Head. You, you you're not, and um, <clears throat> I, I feel like you deserve your own cred. And so I am absolutely thrilled to now be able to call you Alan Head, A Head. Just don't call him A Hole. There you go. <laughs> uh, so he will be addressed as Alan Head or A Head or. You know what? Whatever you guys want to call me. He will answer to anything. There you go. Except a I'm going to start it. calling you Alan. It, it, I'm going to have a few mistakes. I, I, I go ahead and apologize for that. Get it in Alan Range. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alan Range. Always turning the screws. Yeah, man. But glad to be joining you guys tonight. I'm look excited to talk about Devin Williams. That's huge, Absolutely. guys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's talk about Devin Williams. Devin Williams is the four-star quarterback. He uh, committed to Auburn Monday afternoon. Uh, Cole, both of you guys, I mean, I'm not like I've been disagreeing with you or anything. He's from Buford, Georgia. Huge to get that opened up. Yes. Uh, a yes, line to that school opened up. But we'd, we'd all been feeling like he was Auburn's to lose for some time. Uh, but I'll tell you what, he – made a snap decision. You know, he was he went to bed Sunday night, going to release the top three, woke up Monday morning and said, I'm ready to commit. Yep. And that afternoon he committed. So what is Auburn getting? I'll get both of y'all's takes on this. Cole, you go first. What's Auburn getting in uh, Devin Williams? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't put that prediction in because I toyed with it and I, I put it in potential picks on the RPM rundown about twice. So – Somewhat got out in front of it. We 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 had a feeling. Uh, I, you know, the other school in it seemed to be Notre Dame, and that was the place he was going to go one day. But weather did not allow him to travel. This is back when it was raining a lot, or I think there was a snowstorm up there or something. He ends up yeah. taking this visit to Auburn instead because Weston McGriff has been all over him. Like you need, we need to get you here, and he says, "Well, I couldn't make it to Notre Dame this weekend. Let, let's go to Auburn." Walking out of that visit, boy, that that interview had me sold. I thought, man, he really, really enjoyed that, and he likes Wesley McGriff. And I started thinking about putting in a prediction then. Of course, I didn't do it, but here we are now. Um, 
<clears throat> I like Devin Williams as a player. I don't think he's that big. So that's one thing that some people look at. And, I, and he dropped a little bit in the rankings. I think that's probably what it is because of his size. His hands aren't that big. You know, length is okay, not great. Someone said, you know, after watching his highlights, that kind of reminds me of Roger McCreary. I don't know if I would go that far because Roger's the bomb. He was excellent at Auburn. He's doing well in the pros. But Devin Williams has that same gamesmanship about him. He's a playmaker. He's a football player. I like those guys. Sometimes you'll just see elite athletes, and they don't really know what they're doing positionally. They don't know exactly what they're doing out there. Devin Williams understands the game. It looks like he's been playing it since birth. So that that's what I like about Devin Williams. Alan, are you concerned with his his size? He's listed at five nine and a half on on three's profile. Five nine and a half, one sixty. I mean, we're talking Gerard Powers here. That's you know Gerard Powers, Jonathan Jones. Those are two guys that came to mind when you saw him. Both a, in the guy, NFL, right? Both in the NFL, guys that were a little bit undersized, guys that were track athletes. That's what this young man is. He's a track athlete. I believe he's run a, t- a sub ten six hundred meter dash. So can book, um, got hips that he can flip. I mean, you saw that very cleanly on his tape. So depending on how they're going to use it, you have to be cautious when you're going to take an undersized guy. You have to be cautious of what you're bringing in. But he's a player that you see a high football IQ on tape. And when you're picking from schools like Auburn, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, he obviously had very quality schools that were interested in him. And I'm going to be honest. I trust a Mike Elko evaluation. And if mm-hmm. Mike Elko wants mm-hmm. the kid and they were all in on him, then I, I trust that eval completely. So you're getting a kid who's got speed. Um, he's got the ability to play press man. He can play off in zone, high football IQ. There's a lot you can do with Devin Williams. Now, the size is not great. We all know that. But it won't be the first time that Auburn's had success with an undersized cornerback if he hit, if he hits when he comes to Auburn, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I like it. I love getting any kid from Buford and uh, always guys coming out of Buford. <clears throat> so big addition for Auburn, big addition, addition for Wesley McGriff coming back from A&M and yeah. locking this kid up. Just don't forget that. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Let's, let's, well, I know we've got some more uh, five-star offensive tackle set or an official visit, um, an unofficial visit to Auburn. I apologize. Cole, what was his name? Um. It's Andrew Babalola. Oh, yeah, yeah, Babalosa. Andrew Babalola. I'm sorry about that. Babalola. Babalola. Um, Also, I I think we touched on this quickly in the call-in show, but the quarterback, uh, Longstreet, Houston Longstreet, has locked in uh, an unofficial visit. He's from California. Houston Longstreet's coming in uh, March the 23rd along with Travis Smith. Man, I'm telling you, if you haven't already, guys, if you're not keeping up with it, we usually don't put unofficial visits on, on the visit list until they actually made the visit, but there's just so much going on in March that I wanted to go ahead and take advantage of it. If these kids don't come, then we'll take them off. But if you'll go to Auburn Live on 3 under the football recruiting tab at the top, go down to visits, and uh, the, the everybody that we've confirmed or has made their plans mm-hmm. known, We've gone ahead and, and listed them on that visit list, and this is he, 2, 4, 6, 8, 12, 13, 14, uh, at least uh, 15 guys, and these are all four- and five-star guys. And it's, not, it's one or two, one or two, four, two, you know, it's, they're all, all uh, spaced out. I think we have to, man, because uh, the number of guys that are trying to get this done in March now, and last year it was the end of the summer, and now I think it's moving up again. And the reason for that is uh, I think it was uh, Zealous Hicks who told me, he was like, man, i got to get my spot. Uh-huh. With the transfer portal the way it is, these high school guys are going, man, if I don't get my spot now, they're going to decide to use that spot on the portal as hard as they're recruiting me. That's the way they're thinking at least. So that's going on. I also have a, a visit for Jacoby Ward, offensive lineman from Georgia, for March okay. 29th. That's a big one. I haven't even thought about the uh, the 2026 kids. We had um, Ezekiel Harris, Hezekiah Harris, Hezekiah, or yeah, that's what I said, Hezekiah <laughs> Harris. <laughs> I mean, he's a he's a potential future five star in the 2026 class. He's coming in, I think, March the 16th. He announced today. Yeah. I need to get him added to the list. But uh, Kenyon Britt is also 2026. He's coming in. Mm-hmm. Dia Bell, the quarterback 
uh, from uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's coming in on March the 16th. March the 16th, March the 23rd, those Saturdays are going to be big. Uh, historically, traditionally, whatever, on Saturdays during the spring, there's usually some type of scrimmage inside the stadium. Those are usually bigger recruiting days than, let's say, a, a midweek practice. But there will be guys pretty much at every practice of the spring um, starting today uh, or yesterday. Today's Wednesday, remember. There you go. Uh, all right, let's get to some questions from the corner. Mr. Allen Head, and Mr. Allen Head posted the question, asked Mr. J. Head, but that will be no longer. Have, have you already started the process, Jay? Uh, Jay Hiss. <laughs> Might have to put a dollar in the A head jar. There you go. No, I have not started my transition just yet. Well, that okay. that will that will commence first. Thing would, would you like me to go ahead and get something? See if I could get it get going. Oh yeah, Allen Head. There you go. All right, I'm gonna see what I can do. All right, I'll put it in there. All right, let's see. All the meat for free. That's what I used to say in college. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cole, don't know it was coming. He just shaking. Yeah, I like your. No, that's actually not why. Because me and all the meat for free, we were getting after it a little bit today on the corner. So this is exactly the topic we were getting after it about as well. He's a he's a hit or miss poster man. I I love him. I do, but sometimes he's terrible. I ain't gonna lie. And sometimes I am too. I mean, let's be honest here. Sometimes I'm a hit or miss. Now I'm hit or miss. (laughs) Depends on what time of the month it is. There you go. All right, all the meat for free. How many four-star or higher offensive linemen will end up in this class? Uh, let's see. Four-star or higher offensive linemen? I'm going to go with three. I'll say two or three. I like three. I like three. Yeah. Good over-under would be two and a half probably. Yeah. And I'd, I'd go over yeah. for that. I think Four-star? I think three four-star offensive linemen is I – ex, I would expect that now from the, the from the staff. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And, and, especially with the guys they're in on. Correct. I mean, I, I think you're going to land Travaris Dice. I know that's probably our next one of our questions on this, but you're going to land Dice here soon. That's a four-star guy. I think you're in good position with several other four-star caliber players. You're probably taking, what, five to six high school offensive linemen in this class. So I think three is probably a pretty safe bet, given who you're in on. And, again, I don't get so caught up in the stars as it pertains to offensive line. It is a developmental uh, yeah. position. I want to know what are their traits, their length. You know what I mean? The physical skill set. The kid we took out of junior college, Seth Wilford, I liked as much as a lot of offensive linemen that both Cole and I looked at last year. And he was a a nobody that ended up being ranked a three-star and ended up becoming a junior college All-American. So I I don't get so caught up in rankings this time of the year as it pertains to offensive line. Uh, And and regardless of what Micah DeBose does any time in the near future, I know he's pegged for LSU – uh, a lot of including Cole, and I mean, I have no no reason to doubt that. But I, he's one of those guys that I believe it when you know December comes around, and whether or not Auburn makes a huge push for him, I feel like he's a guy that could end up in this class regardless of what happens. I mean, if, if Auburn really, really wants him, like they really, really wanted some people last year in this class, in last year's class, uh, I could easily see him. So yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take the over of two and a half. There you go. Tigers Unlimited, over under 16 and a half commits by football season in the 2025 class. I thank you for your uh, detailed question there, Tigers Unlimited. Auburn has nine commitments right now, rate number eighth in the country, third in the SEC. There's one school that's like 47th. Mm. Like, imagine, imagine that. I don't even know where they got it. You know. Uh, so Auburn has nine commitments, and Tigers Unlimited said over and under, so 16 and a half. So that's seven would be 16. So seven or eight by football season. So that's September, February, let's see, March, April, May, June, July, August. That's six months. Yeah, That's I one agree. month. I'd take the over. I think I would, too. I think this year, yes. Last mm-hmm. year, I, I thought we'd be right at 15, and that's it. Pretty much where we were was right at 15. I think we're going to be over, not by a huge amount. I'm going to say 17 or 18 commits yeah. rolling into the season. That's I, a good over-under, Tigers Unlimited. Yeah, yeah I, th- I thought he did a good job on that because mm-hmm. I just – I'm trying to think position-wise who's going to jump on the board. Obviously, it looks like Eric Winters and DeForest Dice are both guys are going to make commitments here relatively soon. A quarterback. And, a quarterback. And Quan Feagans has said he's going to have a summertime decision. Um. Dice, um, yeah, Tavares Dice, 
Derek Smith is a guy. We're, I mean, and that's just in the next two to three months. Th- that's next two to three, right? And we know that official visit season is going to be fully cranked up in July. I, I mean, that's in June. The summer? Yeah. <clears throat> June's, June's going to be March and June. Keep, in, keep an eye on unofficial March and official June. And then commit season is going to start picking up hugely right before the season starts. It, it, this, this, we talked about this last year. It's not going to be who you're going to – you're going to have to get kids committed, you're going to have to keep them committed, and you're going to have to flip others. By the time November gets around, there's going to be very, very few top dogs that are uncommitted. I really yeah. believe that. I agree. I, think of it this year. How yeah. many How many top dogs coming down to signing day were completely uncommitted? I mean, our biggest signee on signing day was Morris Williams, and he was committed, committed. to Florida, right? Yeah, the only uncommitted was Favor Edwin Cohen Eccles. And Cohen had decommitted, did he not? He had. Uh, he, he, was, he decommitted oh, from Texas Cohen, A&M yeah. the week before, and then committed. So yeah, that's what, that's just how it is yeah. now. As it, you're you're going to have to retain commitments and flip others. Yeah. So uh, I'll I'll take I'll take 17 or more come uh, toe meets leather, as JG Tate would like to say. There you go. <laughs> Let's see, speaking of Jay, oh, I'm saying Jay Tobby. JT Albee, how does the pursuit of Hussan Lane Street shake up quarterback recruiting? I don't think it shakes it up at all. I think he's just part of it. I think there are five guys that they're really dialed into right now, and <clears throat> I think he's a top two to three guy. Uh, I was about to say, I would venture to say he is way high on that list. That That's yeah. some recent intel I've gotten that Hussan Long Street, and I, wouldn't, I knew about him. I wasn't putting as much stock into him. Um, but we need to because that's the guy that Auburn really, really likes. And he actually just got a big ratings bump um, with on three as well. And Chad Simmons said uh, he was hearing a lot of buzz around Auburn and I think was it A&M? Yeah, Texas A&M. A&M and then Ole Miss has started to press somewhat as well. So those are the three teams to watch for him. But, no, you're right. I mean, he's probably 2A or 2B on the mm-hmm. board. I mean, I, I think Juju's still number one. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any question on that. But KJ Lacey, Houston Longstreet, I, I'm not sure who the clear cut number two is between those guys. I am the same way, dude. I feel good, good about Cutter Woods being four, TJ Latif being five. I don't know who's two or who's three. Right. I think it's two A, two B. I, you know, it, it really doesn't matter. But I think those are your five guys, and um, I feel like Auburn's got a good shot to get one of them. I really do. I'd be surprised if they didn't. I'd be surprised if they moved to their tier. There are second-tier guys at the quarterback. If the best tier one, I don't see Auburn getting a tier two. That would be big to, to stack two top ten type quarterbacks in consecutive classes because Walker White was obviously a – I mean, he was a – what did he end up being rated by consensus-wise? I think he, I think he was a top ten quarterback prospect, right? Yeah, he, he was top – he was number nine. I thought he was number nine. You know what's also interesting is that three of these guys – you know, you've got KJ from down the street. You've got yep. Juju from over straight down the street. And then the other three was Kentucky and two Californias. South Carolina and two Californias. Yeah, South that. Carolina. Walker was, uh, let's see, Walker was number seven. Okay. Seven. Okay. I don't know how he got to be seven because on three had him at six, 24-7 had him at five, ESPN had him at three, and Rivals had him at six. Somehow he's a consensus number seven. Brother, one day we will sit down and we'll we'll figure out how all this is calculated, I promise you, man, because the (laughs) math just doesn't math sometimes. Uh, Nobody had him lower than six, but somehow he's a consensus number seven. There you go. Um, Let's see. B-Die, who uh, infamously or famously, whichever side of the coin you are on, put uh, O'Connor AU in the corner for a couple of days. (laughs) Sure did, didn't he? I got to yep. give OB die. How about you for that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. B die wants to know who is the uh, one player you will be paying attention to the most this spring. Saw some practice video coming out of the open window session on Tuesday. Got to see a lot of the quarterbacks. Got to see some Cam Coleman. Uh, but is there one guy you're going to be paying attention to the most this spring? Yeah. yeah. For me, it's it's a guy on the defensive line, and and you know Justin Hokinson and I went to practice today or Tuesday, and and watched everything. I watched the defense, he watched the offense. The guy that I keep looking at, I want, I just want to see how he's progressing. First of all, he looks different. 
He looks totally different. He's dropped some weight. He's leaned I know where up. you're going with this one. Deron Reed. Yeah, man. That's the guy. I got to see. Good today. I got to Tuesday. Look, I think Auburn's defensive line hinges on a guy like him or Bobby Travis. Those two, actually. I think it hinges on those two being good. Right now. Before they. Fair. Yeah. Mr. Allen Head. I'm going to go with two guys, and it's the same position. It's quarterback. Hey, hey, <laughs> look at that. Man, you changed your name, and look what happens. That's crazy. See, what, what did you do? I don't know. I, I did turn in two, and it, all of a sudden, there you go. Uh, man, I'll hey, never get that. I'm, I'm telling you, dude, it's a I've never, I've never gotten one. Never. You did, hey. <laughs> go so left out. I know. Man. Nobody puts coal in the corner. Come on now. My face is red as hell. I got sunburned today or something. Yeah, you were doing a little outside work, huh? Yeah, I've been I've been at the damn chiropractor. Uh, I'm, I'll tell you what. Somebody had a post about turning 40 the other day, and I'm, I'm 48 now. But my goodness, dude, I have, you know, I got the <laughs> neck and stuff. I got the eyes. I got had the upper respiratory infection, all three. Then I have my damn jaws all painting. I've been, I, I've been, I've, I've been pushing the pills, man. I tell you, man. Uh, so, anyways, so back to the question. <laughs> uh, it's quarterback, man. I'm watching Peyton Thorne and Hank Brown. Those, look at it, all of a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say, Peyton Thorne. That's who I am. Yeah, there you go. For those of those who are watching in podcast form, Jeffrey was just giving me some sign language that I. Number, you're number one, big dog. Yeah, number one in his book. <laughs> But it's Hank Brown, it's Peyton Thorne. What happens in that situation? I think this is going to be really a learning situation for Walker White. I don't anticipate much movement from him. But I expect something to happen. between. I I really believe Hank Brown may find himself in the number two spot. Mm-hmm. Like it, I think he's going to pass Holden. I, I, that's just my gut reaction sure. right now. We'll see. Maybe Holden is going to be pushed here, and he's going to say, you know what? Nah, man. I, I'm here. I'm in it. I'm the clear cut number two. But something about that bowl game performance and the kind of the buzz I've heard since then makes me think, hey, Brown's going to make a make a move on the number two spot, and then we'll see how it shakes out in fall practice. I like it. I, I'm the same way. Listen, the, the last season I felt like revolved around a lot of quarterback. I'm not alone in saying that, and I, I think it's going to be a big part of next season as well. I, when it comes down to it, there's a lot of intrigue. With the young guys, I talked about this on the Colin show. I really am excited about this freshman class. But when, it, but what it comes down to it is, what does the quarterback position look like come April the sixth, April the seventh? Agreed. Yeah, that's the, uh, a big part of the season hinges it, on that. It, to me, it's quarterback and D line, and it really goes no further than those two. I mean, those two way above the rest. I hear you. I got, I got to know. I got to feel better about the defensive line. I don't feel good about them right now. No, I hear I you, Colin. That. I hate that if any of the D-linemen are tuning in right now. I hate it. But, man, I just, you know, I I need somebody to just be that guy. In that sure. Ring. And you're young in spots. That's the thing. you got talent. But you talk about it. At the at the end spot, you had Keldrick Falk and Amaris Williams and T.J. Lindsey. Those are the three guys that were at the end today. You know what I mean? That's That's young. That's real young. And then you look over defensive tackle, and you've got Zeke Walker. And Gage Keys and then Deron Reed. And Deron Reed is easily, if his game is where it needs to be, the most talented guy in that at that specific position. I agree. But is it where it needs to be? And that's those are the question marks that you have. And then obviously we just talked about it. There's definite question marks at quarterback. You've got to improve at that position. You cannot have another year where Peyton Thorne throws for seventeen hundred yards. I mean, that's just that's that's I, just not good enough. This question came up today when, when all the media were together. Let's just say you went back, and, and you know we don't have to comment on this, but let's say you went back and, and tallied all of those drops mm. in favor of his statistics. Do you feel any better about Peyton Thorne? If if those statistics were boosted from the drops that were had, I think you could give him half back. You're going to have drops, so there's no way you're going to be able to give him all sure. of those back. But if you give him half back. You probably, Jeffrey, I don't know. You're, you're better at this than I am handicapping it, but maybe you get 300 yards back from drop passes. Yeah. There's just so many other things. You know, 
<laughs> but I, 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 was like, I, I, I hear you, dude. Listen, there were some inexcusable drops, no doubt about it. And listen, what does that do for the psyche of the quarterback? Well, I mean, you know, if these guys are making catches, you know, what does that do for his next three throws? Who, which might have been the difference in the game that we saw, or our difference in our opinion on, well, man, that was terrible. Well, he just lost his confidence because he's doing. So there's a lot that goes in, a lot to factor into it. I, I want to see. Uh, I just, it's hard for me to talk about because I really don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I can just, I can see it. Sure. Does that make any sense? Like, I, I can't put it into words. I can, I can look at a quarterback and know if he's got it or not. I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. I just know that it, it's either there or it's not. And there were some times last year where I said, he's got it. He's got it. And then it was like, God dang. The, he ain't the, close. The thing about the bowl game is that people who, and you do know what you're talking about, Jeffrey. Don't don't belittle yourself. I know you know what you're talking about. But people who watch the game and don't really saw that in Hank Brown. Right. They felt a lot more comfortable about Hank Brown after watching that. You know? And, and, and that's, he's intriguing, man. He's intriguing for that reason. Yeah, I think it was the decisiveness with which he was able to make his reads, right? Like he was able to get to one, two, three really quickly, which was advanced for a young guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not got the strongest arm, but you don't have to, right? Like you don't have to be able to knock guys over. You need to be able to complete balls. You need to be able to be accurate. You need to have good ball placement, and the anticipatory part of the game has to be there. And right. that's the part of it to me that Peyton struggled with at times. And is that was that the structure of the offense? Was that – playmakers not being able to get separation because this is where I struggle. And Cole, you hit this and we got to get to the next question. But when the guy had elite wide receivers, when he was at Michigan state and by elite, I mean, two guys that are going to be drafted into the NFL first day. Mm-hmm. He threw for 3000 plus yards in a season, right? Yep. There's no reason he should have thrown for sub 2000 at Auburn. Like there had to be other things outside of Peyton Thorne that contributed to that. And is it, you know, the fact that the offense just never meshed, there were differences in philosophy, various voices in the quarterback room. I don't know. But I'm interested to see what he looks like this this spring and this fall because that, to me, is going to be a truer determination of what Peyton Thorne really is as a quarterback. I agree. Hendo's got a good question. Hendo74 wants to know, Albert signed that big wide receiver class last year, I think four, uh, and then went into the portal for at least two more. I think they added six to seven on uh, Robert Lewis and um, – do they have a two from the portal? Just one. No, they added that Sam Jackson. Oh, that's right, Sam, Sam Jackson. Jackson. You're right. Yep. So they uh, had they brought in six new wide receivers this year, and he wants to know how many wide receivers will Auburn take in this class, and who is the main target on the board. I will say this, Jay, Jay, uh, Alan. <laughs> Here's what I'm looking at when I, when when people ask me about numbers, I say, well, how many how many is Auburn losing? And you're losing Coy Moore. This is just to graduation. Coy Moore. Or who's listed as a senior? I don't know if they've got COVID years or not, but Coy Moore is a senior. Robert Lewis is a senior. Sam Jackson is a senior. That's three. That's three seniors. Jackson's only a junior, I think. I think he's listed as a senior. Is he listed as a senior? On the official roster, he is. Okay, maybe he's got a COVID year, and that's why. So I always go, okay, how many are they losing? And then plus attrition. So you've got three holes to fill at least. Yeah. Three to, gonna, three to fill at least, and then, like you said, add one for attrition, so potentially three to four. Yeah, I, I, that was my numbers. The main target uh, would be uh, Derek Smith, if that's where they want him. Yes. Travis Smith. Yeah. Travis. Um, C.J. Wiley is the name that keeps coming up for me. Got to throw Dalen Upshaw in there. Thank you. And then there. Caleb Cunningham. There you go, Caleb Cunningham. That that that's the one. There you go. I think he's probably. Yeah. I would say, besides your obvious like, you know, freak shows out there, who we may not be hearing about because Auburn's not really being mentioned with them. I'd say Caleb right. Cunningham's number one, and Derek Smith is same tier, but maybe number two. I hear you. I tell you what, Cole, and you mentioned the name C.J. Wiley. I really like that kid. I mean, it, he he shows a very he shows a great catch radius on tape. Plays the ball extremely well in the air. Um, 
I think he's underrated. Like, it, and I'm not saying that because I think he's leaning Auburn or anything like that. I, I'm not trying to homer it up here. I'm, I'm just wherever that kid lands, I, I think he's underrated. I, and that's one I would make a move on. C.J. Wiley, huh? Yeah. Yes, he's at. Um, is he the one? From, no, Travis Smith is from Westlake. C.J. Wiley is from Alpharetta, I believe. That's right. He must be listed as a uh, athlete. Oh, no, C.J. Wiley's at Milton with um, Ryan G. Yeah. Milton, okay. also home of uh, Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson, Mr. Mr. Former Five Star. That's Alpharetta, Georgia, is it not? It is. It is. It, it is. I don't know why they're listed at Milton, but yeah, they listed Milton on him. But yeah, it is. It is Alpharetta. Uh, a couple of more names I want to throw out there when I was going through the list, the uh, offer list. Uh, Kamari Williams. I know Auburn really likes Kamari Williams. He's down from South Florida, and he is the teammate, if I'm not mistaken, with the, uh, Daenerys Gray. Yeah, it's Shamanad Madonna. There you go. So Caleb Cunningham, uh, uh, Travis Smith, just a couple of names that I was flipping through here. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to stay for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm going to have, I'm going to have top targets at each position. I'm going to start Wednesday because I've been, I'm telling you, dude, I've been to the, I, I just, I've been in and out. I'm going to get it started. Wade and Charles is another, I know he's committed, but these are all guys. Auburn, Auburn's really in it there at, at Chaminade, uh, which is a prominent, I mean, gosh, they got all kinds of guys. Um, got Daenerys Gray committed. Chris Ewald. Mm-hmm. Chris Ewald, big back. corner target. He's from Chaminade. So they, that, they're in they're in with that school pretty well right now. Dylan Alfred's another name I've heard. Oh, yeah, Dylan Alfred. But you're talking about uh, Palm Beach Central. I don't know if these guys transferred to uh, – but Kamari Williams and then the kid, Wade and Charles, uh, Daenerys Gray, all these kids visited Auburn last year together. I don't know if they're 707 teammates or what. But uh, all of those kids are uh, are guys to keep an eye on. But I'll have more on, on the wide receivers later this week. All right, Zim Zam. What do each of y'all think the ceiling for Freeze is for a recruiting class, regardless of years? Okay, 10 years from now, what's Hugh Freeze's highest-rated recruiting class? Well, four. I was going to say much three. Of, how much of it is Freeze? I mean, I mean is it? More Auburn than Freeze? Is there a cap with Auburn or is there a cap with Freeze? That's what I'm thinking. I think there's a cap with Auburn. I, and I, I'm I'm honest when I say that. Auburn would have to win at a level that it has not won at to this point for us to get a number one type recruiting class, in my opinion. You're talking multiple national championships. Yeah, I agree. I think I think five. I'll go five on that. I say four only because I think Chiswick got number four, and I think Freeze can get that high. I, I believe that. I'll go top three. But I don't know if it's going to get easier or harder. I don't know. I, I got to get – You're going to have to have the money. I need to see it get to a point where you are not having to – get half of your roster out of the transfer portal. And they're trying to get there, desperately trying to get there. Once I can see how they do when it's not, I've got to have at least 10 to 15 guys out of the portal, then I can have a better idea about it. So that's the interesting thing. And you're talking about the direction of college football, Jeffrey, when you say 10 years from now. Are all these guys on contracts? Is the transfer portal as big of a deal because guys are – they're employed labor at that point, and you can't just hop in the transfer portal unless your contract's up, right? So yeah. how does all that shake out? You guys talk about the are money. There buy, are there buyouts? Right. Are there buyouts? Is there a revenue split with the TV money? You know, what are we looking at from a from a rev share, from a collective bargaining agreement? Like these are all types of terms that are going to drive what college football is going to be. be and I think it's hell. I think it's coming sooner rather than later. I honestly believe. If you look how everything is couched right now um, with regard to the playoff, right, they got a two-year deal 
And then the SEC and the Big Ten are kind of starting to pair up some, right? Like yep. they're starting to kind of make their move where they're going to tell college football, like either you're going to do what we think is right, yes, or we're going to spin off and we're going to do our own thing, man. We don't need you. We don't need you. We're the brand, right? We're going to add probably two or three more schools apiece. Each of us get to 20 and we'll have our own Super League. And we'll figure out what's in our best interest. But all these things are coming, man. I mean, there's just too many things. You, this Tennessee court case, the most recent one where they've outlawed. I mean, the NCAA has zero power as it pertains to NIL laws anymore. You're only upheld to your state laws. Collectors are going to start to be able to host kids on their own official visits. You know what I mean? Like, it, I'm being honest when I say that. that that's already circulating around. You know, the collectors are going to start bringing guys in to visit with them because what's there's no there's nothing they can't do now. Did you see Jackson Dart sign with the charter? Yeah, uh, jet. Yeah, charter jet anywhere in the world he wants to right now. Right. But I, I'm curious to see how, what in ten years what we're doing. Are we talking about you know the the Cam Coleman of 2035 signed a two year deal with Auburn or a three year deal and what's his buyout if he wants to transfer after one? You know, if he wants to transfer after one to Ohio State, do they have to pay the $2.6 million buyout to Auburn to get him? I think so. I think – I honestly believe – and think about pro sports, how big a, the contract is a part of the story, right? And oh, all, that's, yeah. all that's transparent. You don't have – all right, so right now in college sports, and Cole, I want you to, to get in on this, but when a, when a team loses out on recruiting, what does the fan base say? Oh, he got ball. Sure. Well, in the pros, everybody gets bought, right? What's the that's, argument going to be then? We don't right. have any money. We're poor. Right. And what's the argument going to be? Then so, they're going to chastise the alumni or the boosters. And that's where the TV money starts to come in. Are they going to try to set it? Like if they go to employment status, do they set that as their baseline for everybody getting a rev split out of that? And that's how you kind of get some equality in the sport? I don't know. I'm not smart enough to say what's going to happen next. <laughs> potential like are you going and getting apple to sponsor you and are they investing in this and you know they're putting in this and they're going to get the scoreboard ad and you know there's there's just so much to this it's i'm ready to either get there or not the transition period sucks it does because and i think that's the hardest part for coaches right now is there is there is there are no guidelines and that's why you see them so upset about things. The recruiting calendar is an absolute mess. You know, let's all get organized. They don't care what the rules are. Just give us some rules and tell us how everybody's going to do it, and we'll go from there, right? Like, the NCAA putting guardrails on NIL was always going to be a catastrophe. Ever since Brett Kavanaugh gave that scathing, oh gosh, you know what I mean, opinion, that coincided with the with the Alford case and basically said, do not bring this back to the Supreme Court. I am telling you right now, the NCAA and the way they view student-athletes, it, it, it does not mesh with what we see from an employee standpoint. And every court decision from that point moving forward has just been one more black eye for the NCAA. So it's going to move in a different direction. Will they just finally do it? That's what I don't know. And, and that answers that question, like what can Auburn be in recruiting? What's the model, man? You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it completely yeah. pay for play? What is it? Hmm. Yep. That, that, there, there's a lot of a lot of things to take into consideration when making that case. If if, if everything stays the same, three, four, five, we all think this uh, top five class is absolutely doable. Right. I, yep. I actually expect that. I I think you expected Auburn to have a coach successful enough on the football field that he's able to turn that into successful. In the recruiting, I think that's to be expected. Auburn top five, top five, top five finishes in football and top five finishes in recruiting. It should be the standard. Yep. Uh, so let, all right, let's see what L A L S H five L L H five. Uh, can you guys personally start recruiting Micah Dubose and close the deal on him? Hell yes. Send me that briefcase, big dog. Does the commitment to LSU feel imminent? <laughs> I think everybody does. Cole put Chase his pick to LSU. There's a lot of buzz nationally about him to LSU. I think Chad Simmons has a pick in for LSU. A couple of uh, 24-7 people have some picks in for uh, – I don't know where it's coming from. I can I can give you my take on it. Okay. And I will admit there is a little bit of speculation here for me. And and I'll never shy away. If, that, if that's the case and I'm making a pick 
where there is some speculation, I'm going to tell you because that's honestly it's worked out well for me um, in making picks. So with Micah DeBose, I felt like Auburn was the easy, clear-cut front runner, and I was not the only one that felt that way. National people felt that way. A lot of people that I talked to, um, Auburn's, you know, there's always been confidence there. Um, the reason I'm changing it now, and I didn't change it at first when, when all the buzz started coming out about LSU, because I, I'm not, I'm probably not ever going to do that because I am on the Auburn side. So I want to see how is Auburn going to prioritize someone? Because sure. when somebody starts slipping right. away from you in today's recruiting, that doesn't mean it's over. By any means, does that mean it's over? We're in a different world now. Okay, so the buzz is going somewhere else. Well, if Auburn wants to, they can answer it back today. Just like that, they can. Well, the early returns on that is that they're not. That's what I've got. Okay, when Cam Coleman slipped away to Texas A&M, that minute they were working on trying to get that fixed. Uh, when, when things were looking bad with Demarcus Riddick, they fixed it. When, when things were looking bad for Joseph Phillips, they didn't let it happen. You can even go back to Jalewis Solomon. Didn't let it happen. Eventually that one did. Well, right now I am not getting the sense that Auburn mm-hmm. is absolutely gung-ho just going to not let DeMica DeBose get away. I'm not getting it. Cole, you are preaching, man, and I, I agree. I have not heard anything. And look, to, to speak to what you're talking about, each of us had independent sourcing on Cam Coleman, and each one of us came back and said, hey, man, they're saying they are not letting up on this. And and we didn't even want to talk about it at the time because it was like yeah. nobody's going to listen to that. No. He just committed to A&M. He just spurned Auburn. So I'm with you, and maybe maybe I'll hear that at some point, but I have not heard that yet. I, the way I answered it today when somebody asked me that question is, I don't know where Mikey is on the board right now. And maybe that's because they're still ranking things. Yeah. I, I don't honestly know. Like, I don't know that he's a can't-miss guy right now. Maybe he is. I just don't know that, and when I'm – when I'm with you, when I don't have information, like it doesn't give me a lot of confidence to think that they're going to go all out to get the kid. Right. And and I do have a little – I mean, as far as where he stands on the board, if if Michael DeBose wanted to go to Auburn today, Auburn would absolutely love it. Okay? They like him. They would 100% take him. Well, that's not even in question. Okay. But there's another step here to me. Where, like we just said, are you going to, if things start slipping away from you, are you going to turn that around? Because you got the power at Auburn. We've learned that. And that does not feel like the case right now. That is why I changed my pick. That is the sole reason why I changed my pick. That's what I was alluding to earlier when, when I brought him up. If Auburn really, really, really wants the kid, I feel like he'll be in this class. I do. I uh, yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you, Cole, right now. I don't think they really, 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 really want him. I think they really want him. I just don't think yeah. they really, really, really want him. You know I'm what I mean? You. I'm right. with you. Are, are there a couple of guys they also really, 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 really want? You uh, know yeah. I mean? There's a lot. There's a lot of names out there. So, so. That, that's exactly why you're what you're saying, uh, Alan, is because there's so many names on the offensive line board. Right. So we don't know where everybody stands yet. Let's see what widespread panic 2004. Oh, I mean fish 2004. <laughs> Boy, those are fighting words to fish folk. Hey, oh just, just throw some trading friends in there and see what you get. <laughs> All the meat for free against fish. Mm. Uh, and I think there's a WSP somewhere on the board too. But I learned that too, man. Yeah, those the, the hippie culture they don't play. It's like, yeah, no, they're, they're serious. Yeah. The jam bands. Jam bands. There you go. It's my best. Jam bands. There you go. Jam bands. Hey, and I have been to many a jam band. I've been to a few widespread panic concerts. Yeah. That a ball. <laughs> I think. On the on the dark side of the moon, baby. <laughs> oh, we were spinning that moon. Uh, let's see. Outside of the top quarterback targets, is there a target that would require a huge NIL to sign? And I'm thinking 
Um, last year it would have been the wide receivers. Uh, linebackers was probably a huge priority for Auburn NIL-wise. So this year, uh, I'm, I'm thinking offensive line is going to be a huge priority NIL-wise for Auburn. Offensive line and defensive line, I think mm-hmm. that is the priority in this class. I'd even say defensive line above offensive line. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Hell, I'm, I'm, I would rather see that every year. And I think you mentioned this, Alan, uh, on the call-in show. You know, that was one of the things uh, that Dabo Swinney did when he first took over at Clemson. And he still continues to do that. Every, he puts a huge value. I mean, most coaches most coaches do. And you say, man, when you've got a stud defensive line. I'm looking, look, even, listen, Auburn's 2010 defense wasn't elite, right? It wasn't. But, man, you had Nick Fairley. And you know you had you had some dogs on that front. You really did. And Antoine Carter was yeah, on that. Oh, yeah, hot boy, son. Yeah, Mike Goggins was on that front. Zach Clayton was on that front. <clears throat> and Nick Fairley brought it all together. He was the guy that created havoc on the interior. Game breaker. Yeah. Game changer. I mean, the, the the play he had against Alabama when they're going down there inside the five to score. I think it was inside the five. Yeah, it was. And they, they would put the game away, son. It was done. That was Auburn's season. He shoots through the gap. I think it, if I'm remembering this correctly, tackle for loss, causes the fumble, picks it up. I mean, wasn't that – am I thinking – am I remembering this no, right? Yeah, it, was, it, it was like a strip sack almost, and the ball laid there. It felt like the yeah, ball laid yeah. there forever, and he was the one that nobody Jump else on. was reacting to it. It was incredible. He, he, he was incredible. George game. game. Was that uh, Greg McElroy quarterback? Yes, yeah, it was. And I even remember. I even remember the the offensive lineman he beat, Anthony Steen. Like I remember that play. I remember good D line man. I just remember it. that's my favorite position. I'm not. I, it is. I mean, what I'm an O line guy. Did Hot Boy do something in that game? Oh, yeah, he, he knocked the fumble out. Remember? So he oh he, he punched oh, it out from behind. Yes, he punched it out of uh, Mark Ingram's, and it. Just trickled down the sideline. I love that game. Listen, that 2010 Iron Bowl was probably my favorite Iron Bowl. Yeah, it was awesome. First of all, I had 45-yard line seats, and I'm sitting next to Philip Marshall, who I idolize. I love Philip Marshall. Oh, of course, dude. Love it. And me, I got to watch the game with Iron Bowl. That game with me and Phillips, we get along real good, real well, he would tell me. Uh, so, yeah, that was just that's, – that's a memory I won't ever forget. And being able to sit there and just talking back and forth and uh, with him, that game was spectacular. They were four to three at halftime. So it was twenty-four nothing at one point. It was twenty-four three at halftime. They got a late field goal. They got a late field goal. We got a late field goal. I thought we got a late touchdown. I thought Emory Blake got a late touchdown. Wasn't that the opening of the third? Maybe. No, that was Terrell Zachary that got the touchdown to open. Another reason I love that game, T Zach. My man. It seemed yeah. like there were so many things in that game that were so close to not happening for Auburn. Like Emory Blake, that touchdown, he almost drops it. Yeah, yeah, oh, he almost dropped it. That's right. He bobbled it, didn't he? Yep. Yeah, and they tried, and somebody got their hand on it, and it was like he barely had it. Like the the fumble with Nick Fairley, the the trickle down the sideline after Antoine Carter knocked it out. Great yeah. game, Josh Bynes. Yeah. I love watching him play football. Ooh, and I, I tell Washington. you what, yeah. It wasn't even that iron ball, though, that when my appreciation for Josh Bynes came is the year prior because he absolutely owned Alabama. And he said, meet me in the hole, son, because I'm coming. Boyd Anderson. That was uh, Josh Bynes. Probably Boyd Anderson. Probably my favorite play of the 2010 iron ball was uh, to Charvin Bell. Oh, Oh, yes. My man, T. Bell. That was a great one. I, I think McElroy is still seeing stars. I, you know he is. And I tell you what else, man. McElroy. Is it McElroy? It's, it's, yeah, it's McElroy. <clears throat> you related any, any kin to McElroy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting hey. to that. I'm, I'm getting to that. I like old, I like old McElroy. He's, he's pretty good, man. He is good, he, isn't he? Listen, Greg's he's phenomenal. Good. I listen to his radio show. He also does mm-hmm. a great job with color content. I, I think he's fantastic, and he's he's pretty unbiased, to be completely honest. Yeah, he, he does a good job. I, I, I like him. I like him. He. Uh, but I did it for you, Charlie. Hands down. Charlie. My brother, Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> the bull. Love you, Charlie. <laughs> Love you, mama. 
<laughs> El Toro Freeman, we baby. We did it. We did it, mama. Yeah. We did it, mama. <laughs> El Toro, if you're listening to this, you called in the show, brother. Yeah, we, 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 that's my dude. Now I can get Toro on here. He would be a great guest, wouldn't he? What a great Hell interview. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he'd Hell be awesome. yes. I see him from time to time. He's a yeah. good dude. A real good dude. Repping the brand. Reputation on the line. <laughs> um, all right, let's get some how batches and uh we'll uh, we'll try to get this thing wrapped up. How batches from Mr. Allen Head. Leave okay. us off, big dog head. All right, so it's all coming from one thread for me this week. Okay. But Jay Lee's best sayings thread. The <laughs> Buzz Lightbeer started this. <laughs> Hands down, you get one, big dog. Aces full gets one four. I think Jay Head three four three eight two still biting on. That's what I said. Gets me every time. <laughs> still I biting I on it twice this show. <laughs> oh yeah. No, he's pissed at me. I, I don't bite on it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Cole's fed up with it. He's over <laughs> it, man. Cole's the one who always sets me up. Though. Hold on. Who was the first one, Jay Head? I so mean, Alan first, Head. You're good, man. The first one is Buzz Lightbeer, and he gets one just for that name. That's dude. a great name. <laughs> That's a great name. Buzz Lightbeer, Ace is full. Ace is full. Give me North Georgia Tiger. Oh. Again. Yep. And and that's N-A or uh, North G-A? North G-A. North G-A Tiger. <clears throat> Coochie Rabbit. Oh, we're saying, Coochie. We're saying Jeffrey's like a fart. It's funny and I can't help but laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Coochie. Always have. And finally, for Logan Adams. On the reminder that four bucks for ten dollars the promotion dude that Jeffrey had to say. <laughs> I forgot we had some that. fun with that shit in the pre show, man. Like hey, that was, uh, I gotta go back and, and review that thread again. I hadn't looked at it in a minute. Is is I love me some coochie I always have, is that on there? <laughs> no, no. It, it will be. I'm as raw as prom night. That one was on there. <laughs> And my personal favorite was <laughs> "You'll Always Be My McElderry." <laughs> that was that was that, that was that really hit me hard when somebody was like, "No, nah, dude, it is is how do you how pronounce it?" McElderry, right? McElderry, yeah. I think. Okay, I'm sorry. Which is not even his name anymore. You know that? No, his name Rock, is Rock is Rock Montgomery. He changed his name. Bro, I apologize, big dog. I didn't mean to. Is that like a stage Did, name now? Yeah, right. Go go look at the Alabama roster. He is Rock <laughs> Montgomery, <laughs> the artist formerly known as Rockless McMacleberry. Like, like you, you take your dog's name and you mix it with your first street name yeah. or with your first house or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you, Mister Cole Pinkston? Yeah, I guess my number's five. I got five again. Okay, there right. you go, Coach Simpson. Coach okay. Simpson, who is a new member with us. All right. Coach Simpson, one word or is there a space? Yeah, two words. Just Coach Simpson. With a space between Coach. Yeah. Two cents. Space. All right. yeah. And then another one with a space, Dog River. Dog That's River. a good one. That's a good one. Um, FMD. Yeah. I like him. Voices. These are voices of reason. I went voices of reason this week. All right. I like it. Um, <laughs> and then one that is all over the board. Uh, but you know, I, I just, I respect his game. He's in every thread I open and, uh, he had a, he just, you know, he had one that made me laugh. So I was like, you know what? I, I, I put up a note on Nick Brooks, big offensive lineman from Iowa and Eli double lot commented on it. He said, Hey, I want me a guy from Iowa. They produced the good fats, the good fats. So it just made me laugh. It was funny. Eli double lot. He's good. Connor Morgan, another voice of reason this week. Is that C-O-N-N-O-R? It's E-R. That's what I said. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> yeah, you got me on that one. <laughs> Talk him clean on that one, dude. <laughs> you got me on that one. All right, let's see here. I got a, how about you, the Mookie Blaylock? Dude, I have not heard the Mookie Blaylock name in a minute. Let me see what he did. Let me see what he did. Uh, let's see. Mookie Blaylock. Let me see what thread it was. It was. 
It was the 40. It was the over 40 thing when you turned 40. Said, your balls sag more than before. <laughs> Careful crossing your legs. And about 30 minutes prior, <laughs> I had experienced that. <laughs> I was uh, I was hanging at the knees that day. You know, some days are better than others when you get to forty something. Zach's gonna have to do some editing work tonight, baby. Mookie Blaylock. Uh, how about you, B Dog? How about you two? How about you, to Alan Head? Oh, Tom's welcome to too. the show, Big Dog. Welcome Tom's to the show. Too. That's what they used to tell Major League. Remember that? Welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show. Um, how about you to be die? Yes. How about you to be die? I, 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 uh, getting, as we said, Connor. He, he, he checked Connor. Connor needed to be checked and, and, and be die checked him. And how about you to, uh, Mookie, uh, I said Mookie. How about you to M.O. Tigers? Let me see what he did. Oh, he, apparently he claims to be the one who told me to put that Tajin on my watermelon. I did see that. Yep. And then uh, Chuka 1914 came in with a with a gift. <laughs> he got this homeless guy begging for change because Mo Mo Tigers was wanting to. How about you? <laughs> I told Mo. I said, "Listen, this is how you. This is OG. Uh, this is how you. This is how you earn. How about you? There you go. But Mo, I, I will say this: that Tajin on, on on your watermelon was life changing for me. That I, I don't even. I'm putting is a Tajin, Tajin. Emily, my wife calls it Tahin. I don't, I don't tahin. know if it's Tahin. It looks like Tajin. Yeah. Well, hey, Tahin. And let me know when you put it on your pineapple, I'm telling you. I don't even like pineapple that much, but that that's a game changer. All right. Okay. I, I got a watermelon, dude. Holy cow. I had a it quick question. fantastic. A couple shows ago, Horace from 3 was brought up, who was a good poster on yeah. the board. And I think one of us said that Horace never, which never happened. One of us said that. That he never, but he did, didn't he? Didn't he take a shot from three in like a final in one of the SEC tournament games? Horace at the Spencer. Buzzer? Horace Spencer. I think somebody, he tried several. He just yeah. Somebody, I think he ended up taking a three when it was not supposed to happen, and and Bryce Brown's over there like. <laughs> oh, right, anyway, I just I need the six foot eight senior with a career three point percentage of thirteen percent turned to the basket and pulled up from beyond the arc. As P.J. Washington contested the shot, Spencer had just three career pointers to his name entering in, in, in the uh, entering the Elite Eight. Yeah, it was Kentucky, and it was the last. It was a buzzer. It, it, Auburn and Kentucky it went into overtime. Yeah, we, we went into overtime. If they pass it to Bryce Brown, it's probably a knockdown. Yeah, and three. Bryce was over there open. Was like Bryce this. says, I just gave Horace the ball. I thought he was going to give it back to me, but there wasn't much time left. I didn't give him the ball with much time left. I really wanted the ball. I could have made the shot. There wasn't much time left, so I couldn't take the shot. Spencer didn't pass the ball back to Brown, though, nor did he swing it to McLemore, who was wide open in the corner. Instead, the 6'8 <laughs> senior uh, threw up with a 13% three-point, turned to the basket and pulled up from beyond the arc. Uh, Spencer had just three, three career three-pointers to his name entering the Elite Eight. He was combined over three. Did he make the shot or not? Great day. No, he missed it. No, he, missed he, missed it. it. he clanged it bad, man. A and, slight and, smile could be seen on Spencer's face as he fired away a chance at going down in the Auburn and NCAA tournament lower, 20 feet, 9 inches away. The shot caromed off the back of the rim and into the arms of UK's <laughs> Tyler Hero as Tyler. Overtime was coming. Okay. And, and it was it was a tie ball game. All they needed was a, a goal. It didn't yeah. have to be a three. Yeah, Horace I just thought about three. that the other day. I had to, I had to mention that. Horace from three. So how about you? Let me go back through here, man. We we were off at all. How about you, Aces full? How about you, the Buzz Light Beer? How about you, the North Georgia Tiger? How about you, the Coochie? How about you, Logan Adams? How about you, Coach Simpson? Dog River, FMD, Eli Double Lot, and uh, Connor Morgan. How about you, Mookie Blaylock, Mo Tigers, Chuka nineteen fourteen, Allen Head, B Die. Finally, how about you, the Zach McInnell? Yes, or Zach in the back yes. with his uh. We thinking about him and his family, and uh, yes. keeping them in our thoughts and prayers. Zach in the back. It's actually Zach McKinnell, but I like to call him McInnell. <laughs> uh, you call it? Are you one of them guys that calls it McDonald's too? Oh hell yeah! We stop at McDonald's if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Run down there to the Walmart's. Oh, the Walmart's. Yes, yeah. 
<laughs> That's what my grandmother used to call it straight up was the Walmarts. Like, we're going to head down to the Walmarts now. Huh? Walmarts. Dollar Gentral. Yeah. Dollar Gentral. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fantastic show, folks. We're going to uh, be back Sunday night for the call-in show. Got a lot to talk about. Got some visits coming up. Uh, the football team has uh, will be practicing today for the second time of spring. We've got all the action at Auburn Live on three. Go check us out, man. Uh, YouTube listeners, some, uh, watchers. Can use the promo code AU1, capital A, capital U1. Get two months for free. No, two months for $1. Practically free. Uh, so go there and check us out, man. Like I said, we'll be back Sunday. We appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody watching. For Cole, for Jay Head, for Zach in the back. I'm Jeffrey Lee, man. Y'all stay at that left lane. See you.